So kind of thanks for doing this today. Appreciate it. So first off, yeah. So first off, just tell us who you are, your background and how you got involved with ALS one. Uh, so thank you again for having me. This is really exciting. Um, uh, my name is Jen, Jennifer DiMartino. I'm the executive director of an organization called ALS One. Um, my background is that I was in uh, marketing and communications. My, um, that was my degree when I graduated from Framingham State way back in 91. And um, I've been um, in, in the marketing realm for most of, uh, of my career. Um, I was at uh, Digitas in Boston uh, for about seven years, um, and then I was uh, more local after um, having our son um, pivoted to a, a, a local um, company called uh, Party Light, mm-hmm. which was a actually global company, um, and I worked there for almost 10 years and uh, was actually not looking at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there was a uh, crossroads that was placed in front of me, um, which was almost like you hear about in a movie or a book. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had no, no nonprofit experience uh, whatsoever, other, other than volunteerism, okay. which I did a lot of, uh, for. And um, a very, very close friend of ours, of my husband and mine, um, was diagnosed with ALS, and uh, he was four, 46 at the time. And uh, it was a very um, instrumental and positive, um, extremely positive guy who was very much a go-to for really anyone who knew him. Um, for us, he represented... Um, you know, the sort of the, the I, I guess, the emotional leader of our uh, tight group from college of mm-hmm. people who all met there and, and were married. And there was about um, five or six couples, all of us who who were real pretty, pretty close. And so um, when he was diagnosed, it just it just shocked and and, um, and tore us apart. And, and we all were like, OK, you know. What do we do? We all did the ice bucket challenge. Yeah. None of us really understood right. what mm-hmm. we were doing. Um, uh, and it, as it turns out, um, it was the ice bucket challenge happened primarily in August of 2014. And then Kevin uh, Gosnell was his name, our founder. He His first symptoms started um, about two months later. Wow. And um, so he was diagnosed and... Um, in true Kevin style, he he looked at the disease as he would um, with, uh, with anything in his life. You know, what is it? How do we fix it? Um, and he was very um, steeped in in um, in teamwork, and he was just a magnetic guy, very positive personality, um, very engaging. And so when he was diagnosed, he was like, you know, a curious cat. You know, yeah. wanted to find out who all the leaders were in the disease and he um he met uh, uh, all of them in massachusetts who are really world leaders who were working here and he he pitched them um and and said you know basically you're all doing great things you're all working in different institutions um but a lot of times you're you're spinning your wheels you're doing a lot of the same things you're not sharing your successes 
you're not sharing your failures. Yeah. You know, can can you work together? How do you, how do you feel about that? And so that was what he was starting. So we we were all as his little friends group. Um, you know, what can we do to help? What do you need? How do we help you kickstart this? Um, and uh, and you know, so we did a we did some things. Had had a couple fundraisers to help fund that. Uh, Kevin wasn't in a situation where he needed the money. It was all for this new organization that he was founding. And um, he called me out of the blue in um, December of 2015 Mm -hmm. and asked um, my husband and I to come over. Uh, They lived in Hanover. Um, We were sitting at the kitchen table and um, basically um, said he was... um, progressing much rapidly, much more rapidly than they had hoped. Um, and he, they hadn't even launched yet the organization yeah. and he needed someone to take over the organization. He thought very long on this. Mm-hmm. And for some crazy reason that I still don't know, he, uh, he called me and thought that I would be the uh-huh. one. And so it, again, it was like one of those was in the, one of those forks in the road. Wow. And I thought, you know what, this was placed here for a reason, wow. and um, I need to do this. Yeah. So yeah. the executive director title, I mean, I'm an executive director. We've got a lot of executive directors <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. That's a really vague title. So yeah. just yeah. kind of talk about. broad. Yeah, so talk about the role yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Um, my uh, chairman of the board often refers to me as the CEO, um, I hear people, you know, there's, um, executive director. So basically, um, I, I think in the nonprofit world, um, mm-hmm. the executive director is, is, you know, the, the, I guess, uh, the, 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 the main person yeah. in, in that role and certainly is the case, uh, here. So I oversee, um, all of the touch points really with the organization, mm-hmm. everything from financials to, Overseeing the um, the fundraising, I'm also a liaison to patients to help them uh, get connected to um, you know care resources and the doctors. I also am the liaison with the doctors and the researchers and the care providers. Um, our audits, every anything you could possibly think yeah. of uh, falls uh, falls to me first. Right. So, yeah. So for those who don't know, and you did a really good job kind of explaining a little bit in your first response. What is ALS one? What is the organization? So um, real simple. Um, again, um, we were, Kevin Gosnell founded, founded us. Um, we launched in January of 2016. He lost his battle seven months later on August 8th of 2016. Um, but the basically the precipice of founding the organization was to unite leaders mm-hmm. in ALS research, also ALS care. So to have anyone working in the industry, whether you are researching a drug, whether you're a clinician, to work together to advance ALS research more quickly, more effectively, mm-hmm. um, and then to also have quick access to the care people to the care side to make sure that patients are getting the equipment and the resources they need real time. So what's kind of that 30 second pitch you give regarding the mission? So the mission is simple. It's, um, it is um, uniting world leaders in ALS research and care to expedite uh, ALS research while providing essential equipment and resources to individuals living with the disease. You mentioned 
uniting world leaders. How do you do that? Because I can imagine it must be really tough to kind of get everyone to the same table. Yeah, um, that's a really good question. And I think, um, you know, if Kevin were here, he would tell the story of the first time that he kind of pitched this idea to um, Merit Sakovich, who's the chief of neurology at at Mass General, um, Dr. Bob Brown, who is the chief of neurology at UMass Medical and just sort of the godfather of genetic research, um, ALS, TDI, and, um, and, and other folks. And basically, you know, this was a really new concept mm. um, back then. And um, to sort of get them to engage, you're still going to work in your same organizations, but you're going to increase the communication, increase um, access to each other, bounce things off each other, um, really, you know, formulate plans yeah. together. And yeah, it's a difficult process, but we have our partners in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, our researchers and, and clinicians and care providers work with others throughout the country. So mm. we have those touch points. But yeah, it, it, it I'm sure it was a, a, a very interesting uh, conversation in the beginning. Yeah, I can imagine. So a lot of times we ask people why the organization is, is special to them. Like a lot of Nonprofit leaders that come here, there's some yeah. attachment to it, but you and you and you clearly stated that at the beginning. Yeah. So what's what's really neat about ELS One, and there are very few, I think, org- organizations that cover both pillars of mm-hmm. research and care. Typically, an organization um, focus on is focuses on one or the mm-hmm. other. Um, they provide equipment to people, um, but they're not advancing research in any way. They may be advancing research, but they're not providing equipment right. um, and, and things like that. So it's kind of neat that um, we, we do both. Every organization has needs. What's your biggest need? Funding. Funding. Yes, definitely. Um, I think, um, you know, ALS is, is considered a rare disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so you, you're always up against that battle. And with that comes... Um, you know, you think about cancer and uh, everybody knows somebody that right. unfortunately has been impacted. And so the degree of separation separation is um, so, so close. Um, but with ALS, um, it's it's much more rare. Mm-hmm. And um, but it's also not as rare, unfortunately, as people right. do think. It's actually the same occurrence as MS, which most people think of as um, somewhat mm-hmm. common. And so because of that, um, it doesn't receive the same funding. It doesn't receive the really? same awareness. Um, and, and that's the critical thing because you need funding for all of these things to advance. So I, I would think that's the first and foremost. So the funding that you're, rec- that you're receiving, is it going to medical research, helping people with ALS? How does it, how does it get kind of split? Yeah, so um, we sort of bucket it um, in, in the two groups for the pillars. Um, so we've we've... We're right now at about 70-30, so it's more 70% to research, 30% um, to equipment and resources. And that that equipment kind of spans um, the gamut of, you know, different levels of wheelchairs, ramps, lifts, um, things to help utensils, people that, you know, you would just take for granted that you need very simple things, shower chairs. Are people yeah. coming to you for that equipment or are you going like giving the money to someone else to purchase the equipment? Yeah, that? so we work with Compassionate Care ALS. Okay. It's just a phenomenal group in Falmouth and we work really closely with them to make sure that uh, they have the, the, the funding that they need to mm-hmm. to provide um, those things. Yeah. So someone want to learn more about ALS1, you know, that's listening to this or watching us, mm-hmm. wh- where can they go? 
uh, to our website would be great. Um, ALS1.org, A-L-S-O-N-E, um, .org, or any of our social channels, social channels. What about if they want to get involved? Say they're, you know, they're passionate about this. They want to contribute to the organization in one way or another. What's the best ways for people to? Yeah, I think volunteerism is really great. And, and volunteerism is something that also runs the gamut, um, too. You know, I mean, there's some people that, um, they're just like, hey, I'd love to sit at a registration table and mm-hmm. check people in for your event. Or you have other people who, um, you know, want different things. So I think it's really looking inward and finding out, you know, what is it that you're good at that yeah. you want to help with and try to spin that towards, you know, ALS or towards our organization. What's something that you could help? Everybody has a different talent. Yeah. Um, you know, Kevin used to say that all the time. Everybody has a different talent. So Help is there a particular like thing you need from volunteers? I know some organizations are like, "Hey, we can, will you take anyone and put them anywhere?" Whereas some organizations are like, "We need specifically these type of." You people. know, that's a really good question, and I think um, we have. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, we have our annual gala, which will be mm-hmm. on March eighth, uh, and um, one of the things that's that we really. Um, have to come up with for this gala is, um, and it's our signature event of the year. We have events constantly, um, but this is our definitely our biggest. Um, and um, we do silent auctions and raffles and things like that, even live auctions. And um, a lot of times people attend these events and they think these things just fall from the <laughs> sky and they're just populating the table. And um, so... You know, um, if people have connections or things that they uh, have that they could donate or, or, you know, volunteer, we have people that have, you know, boats and they're like, hey, well, you know, we can do a three hour charter on our boat as a silent auction. So there's there's all different things. But that that is a a real big one that we always love people to help Mm -hmm. with. I'm laughing about the event part because I literally had this conversation earlier today about you know, when you're an organization that's very event driven, you're going from event to event to event. Like you, there's no stopping. As soon right. as you're done with the last one, you're already right. You know, you're already working on the next one. Yeah. The other misnomer too is that um, people will often, you know, text or something after a huge event. They're like, "I hope you're resting today," and it's like, "Oh, uh, oh I'm, work- no. I'm working on the next event." Well, yeah, and you're wrapping up. Yeah. The, you know, and sometimes the wrap up for an event is just mm-hmm. as big as the the wrap up. So. So yeah. the MPO world, it can be, it's great, but sometimes it can be challenging. What's the biggest challenge you guys have faced? I think um, there's a, that's, a, that's a tough one because it's, there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. First of all, ALS is really, really hard. It's mm-hmm. really sad. It's really, it, it takes a toll uh, emotionally. Um, you know, but it's also extremely rewarding. Um, you meet people who are just the most amazing people. Uh, honestly, sometimes I think the disease just only latches on to the most incredible people. And, I was going to say, um, why do you mean rewarding? That's that's an interesting. It is because you're able to you're able to at least do something to help mm-hmm. during such a devastating time for people. And just knowing that, you know, whether it's just to lend an ear, um, you know, help in any way um, means a lot. You know, whether it's helping to expedite an appointment, Mm -hmm. to 
helping to, you know, get equipment into their home quicker or, or just stopping by or just calling up on the phone or, or, or whatever. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's hard, but it's, again, it's, it's very rewarding because you know, you're, that you're helping. Um, I, I think, uh, one thing that's, that's difficult, um, with ALS, um, and with, I think with any nonprofit is just the awareness, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing what's out there. Like we have an ALS license plate. We're the only, um, we have the only plate in Massachusetts, um, specialty plate for ALS research and care. And, um, so you can literally drive to end ALS Hmm. and, um, it's like, how do you, how do you get that in front of more people, you know, how do you, how do you, you know, so, so there's a lot of things that are, are awareness, you know, because we have media, which Mm -hmm. thank you so much for having us on here, but, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of other, um, outlets that, you know, the news just doesn't focus on because they're focusing on, you know. And there's also a lot of other great nonprofits. And I think I had this conversation recently as well, is that you're all kind of going to the same pool, mm-hmm. which can be a challenge. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. We're really lucky in Massachusetts because we, we definitely have um, a lot of pretty incredible uh, institutions here within Massachusetts and organizations that um, are, are helping in one way or another in the fight against mm-hmm. ALS. Um, but that said, um, it's difficult to, because, to, you know, uh, channel five or, or mm-hmm. seven or whatever, they're not going to want to feature, you know, ALS every single night of, the, right. of their news, but um, it, it would be really uh, great to yeah. have more visibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So on the flip side of that, what's been like the busy, biggest success or the most rewarding aspect? Oh gosh. Well, that <laughs> is actually is um, somewhat simple because so Luke Gehrig yeah. gave his uh, farewell speech in 19... 19- 39 mm-hmm. uh, on July 4th. And it took 56 years to have the first drug approved. Uh, and just in this past six years, there have been three more. Wow. Um, which is incredible that I have been able to be a part of that success and in, in seeing that success is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and really that is a direct result of many things. Mostly I will say this, this is from me. I will say that's technology. We're able to see things differently. We're able, you know, imaging is differently. Technology is different. You know, I think 25 years ago, there was no phones. Now there's, Mm -hmm. there's phones and you could probably take a CAT scan with your phone for, uh, you know, and so, um, so I think most of it comes from technology. The other is funding, right? So in that time, we've obviously had the ice bucket challenge. We've had more awareness. We have uh, more people, unfortunately, impacted. But we're also empowering a lot of people mm. now to really, to 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 really get out there and advocate, right. advocate for the disease, advocate for themselves. So it's a there's so many different platforms now. So I think that's helping a lot too, and it's been really neat to see that. Um, that's definitely been the biggest success. Another big success just personally, um, and I don't know that I would call it a success. I think it's just called a good day. Yeah, um, morning. Is, yeah, is um, when you can help someone um, 
who may have thought that they were going to be diagnosed rule that out. Um, That's happened. um, I I have helped two people. um, And it's just to to help um, in any situation, to to help if it ends up being an ALS diagnosis, and then, okay, you've got the diagnosis. We're going to start from there. What's the path forward? Mm-hmm. But when you can help someone get expedited into appointments and have what they thought was going to be the, their mm-hmm. absolute most crushing, crushing blow um, turn out to be something else is, is pretty miraculous, too. So, so we, were ta- we were talking about this question earlier before we started recording, but mm-hmm. what's the one thing that may surprise people that you that they don't know. Yeah, I I think um, <laughs> so. We 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 have um, we have a small staff. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, we do quite a bit for the staff size that we have, but I I think that um, you know knowing that we're located in an asphalt company and donated space in three rooms is, is would probably uh, shock a lot of people and. Uh, our founder was also the founder of TNK Asphalt yeah. Services, mm-hmm. and I cannot tell you um, how grateful we are for that company and all they do for us. Um, Kevin is in the halls twenty four seven, and you know we feel his presence. They feel his presence, and um, they are so good to us. And um, we're, we're there, and um, it, we have uh, absolutely no cost whatsoever in terms of. That. So it's yeah, that's great. Right now, you have a board as well that you work with. We do. We have a small board. I'm actually on the board, um, and uh, we have. Um, very sadly, uh, we we it was a board of five, um, mm-hmm. and we just lost uh, one of our board members. Um, He uh, raised his hand um, when Kevin was diagnosed. Uh, They were in the same Vistage group. Vistage is a CEO group, uh, networking group, Mm -hmm. sort of like a BNI. And when Kevin was diagnosed, um, Matt Hogan was also in his group. um, And that's how they knew each other. And he said, you know, I'm happy to be on your board. I've been on many in my lifetime. Happy to help in any way. Kevin took it up, took him up on it, and uh, Matt was our chairman of the board um, as as soon as Kevin had had passed. Uh, and um, in 2019, Matt was diagnosed with ALS. Wow. Um, and um, again, not in his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, no reason to think he would ever get this disease. He just wanted to help, and um, he. We just uh, lost wow. Matt a couple months ago, and so mm-hmm. that has been very, very difficult um, to, it's just a terrible, ironic devastation, devastating twist. Uh, um, But um, we, uh, so we have a chairman of the board, uh, Mark Sullivan. He he lives Mm -hmm. in Atlanta. He was, is also a Framingham State alum. Um, He's very high up in Salesforce Mm -hmm. and uh, he's wonderful. Um, Just a tremendous help to all, to, uh, to the organization, and then we have uh, um, yeah. uh, two other people, including uh, Kevin's son Scott Gosling. Oh, that's great! Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, so Scott is uh, he 
he's 27 and uh, he's on the board now too and and he's he's great awesome yeah before we wrap up is there anything else you want our listeners to know about als1 um i think um you know we try to take something really difficult and sad Mm -hmm. and turn it into hope and really fun and we try to infuse that in all of our events Uh, if you attend one of our events um you're going to find that it's really really inspiring Mm -hmm. um i think everybody knows what als is it's a very progressive degenerative disease with a three to five year lifespan um but when you go to our events you feel really good about yourself and you feel very hopeful and it's a really great reason to get involved so even if you're not impacted by als you can be a huge help um in many different ways well Thank you so much for joining us today, and thank you for everything you're doing with ALS One. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is great. Thank you for all you do for nonprofits.